that's my first beer in like since Christmas. <laughs> oh my! Well, that, there hasn't been a football season for you to drink yourself away. So also, you know, I'm an adult and Whoa. I don't have time to drink. Adults can drink. Adults can drink. Adults can drink. Take a picture of myself on the beach drinking a Bud Light seltzer, whatever you drink. That, that was not a Bud Light seltzer. I'll tell you that. It was a high noon. You gotta get it right. They're really good too. I think you would like them. No. We'll have them at the tailgate. We'll have them when we go to Kenny Shaw's. Um, my, my balls dropped a long oh, time ago. Did they? Did yeah, they? Yeah. So. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dolls. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub. In the house, so we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I can wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. We are here on this wonderful Thursday evening. Uh, we are here to talk a lot of spring camp. We're in, heading into the second week now. Obviously, March Madness is going to be the, one of the biggest topics on tonight's episode. Uh, we got a few things, some some players that we'll go over, uh, some things that we may be hearing what's going on during camp. Uh, but Florida State finished up their fifth practice today of spring. Jameis resigned with the Saints. We'll have a good discussion there along with some other NFL Knowles, and then we're going to preview Florida State versus UNC Greensboro and make sure Ham's all right. He's over here hurting himself getting out of the bus. We, we gotta fix we gotta fix that. And we got a little we got a few questions here and there uh from some of you guys on Instagram and Discord and I think maybe YouTube too. So before we jump into anything, let me introduce our co-host, Asavizi, our lead basketball writer down below me, Dustin Lewis, our lead writer and editor, and Nate Greer our lead recruiting insider with all smiles. He got an air fryer. He's so happy right now. He is a happy yeah. man. I'm, I'm ready to fire some tots, man. Let's do this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hope by the next time we're on here live, you better have something fried or something in your hand. Is the chicken Please. already done? No, it usually I, takes only like... I haven't done anything five. yet. We just, bought, we just got it. Air fryers are like clutch. I love yeah, them. Yeah, man. So easy, definitely for meal prepping or whatever you're doing during the week. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, but before we jump into some of the topics, uh, as always, you guys can listen to this podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play. If you are on YouTube right now, hit that like button. Throw a subscribe. Uh, you can subscribe if you'd like to. Uh, but we go live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. So appreciate y'all listening. Let's jump into it. Florida State is into their second week of spring practice. Mike Norvell, I just got done listening to a little bit of his uh, press conference. If you guys were in the Discord, you all know that there was a potential spring, first spring scrimmage happening, and it, yes, indeed is. It's going to be happening on Saturday. Mike Norvell uh, told uh, all of the media today, uh, seemed like 
The offense might have had a big jump today, um, which is saying something because I think the defense was making some strides and really uh, overpowering the offense to start off spring. But I don't know what you guys think, but first kind of thoughts on on practices so far this in the second week for FSU. I'm not going first. Someone can go first yeah. this time. Dustin, yeah, switch it up. Usually it's Nate and then Dustin. Dustin, yeah. now you go. What did you say? I was texting. <laughs> who, are you te- who are you texting? New GA. Yeah, do you want to just go ahead and share that for us? It's got a new GA. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Uh, earlier today, I was doing my weekly or every couple of days. Follow the follows, just checking things out. <clears throat> and I noticed that. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Noticed a lot of the staff was following um, Trey Bell, who was a, a GA for Mississippi State the past couple of seasons, working with the defensive backs. Also cross pass with Chris Marv when he was up at Mississippi State. And um, just before the show went live, he confirmed to me that he will be joining Florida State as a GA, continuing to work with defensive backs. And, um, yeah, just excited for, for his addition. He played college ball at, at Vandy and UConn, originally from New Jersey. And, you know, he, he just brings some more traits to, to that defensive back room, which we've heard some impressive things about this spring. So excited to see what he can do once he does get to Tallahassee. Yeah, so going back to the start of spring uh, practice, and we're heading into second week, it seems like Florida State's offense today, at least during practice, um, got the win. I know Mungerville has been pressing a lot on that, being a physical, uh, physical, you know, demanding kind of um, practices they've been having. It seems like the O-line and D-line are getting after each other. I mean, you got Jermaine Johnson coming off the edge, flying around, um, and we've seen it on a few snippets. I think, I think the staff has kind of told the players to stop sharing all of that on social media, but we've seen a few flashes of Jermaine Johnson going around and coming after McKenzie Milton. We've heard some good things about Jordan Travis making some strides on throwing the ball, which is huge, and another guy, Nate, who you might want to talk about, Brendan Gant, who seems to be defensively uh, has turned like like a whole 180. I mean, it seems like he is on a different level right now. I mean, last year, towards the end of the year, he started to play a lot better. Uh, So, you know, for for him, I think things are just coming together, you know, between the work that he's put in in the offseason and, you know, coming into this season ready to go. Um, it, it's just coming together for him on the field, and you know he he's made major strides. You know when you look at that that secondary, the room is full of bodies, and it's full, it's full of people who can play. So let's not get get it mixed up too much with what you know we saw last year. You know some of it was a lack of pass rush, and you know we can just talk about that as much as we can talk about that. But you know for for Florida State to have this guy take the next step. Uh, I, I think it'd be, you know, very, very, very beneficial for the for the back end. And, and yeah, spring's not over yet, but you know, I, I think he's really solidifying his spot, you know, as, as a one or at worst, a you know, the, the main backup at at strong safety. I agree, and I mean, with him with him going up to another level, it just raises the talent in that defensive backfield. I mean, we've also heard good things about Brandon Moore. Travis J and, and Sidney Williams, just to name a few guys. So it really seems like, you know, through I think five five practices now, 
Florida State's defensive backfield has been one of the more impressive units. I mean, real quick, you look, yeah, you look at Moore. You, he's done well. You know, we talked about him in the Batcave. You know, we, we talked about McClellan moving to, or playing some safety. You know, he's done really well there and making a lot of plays. Um, you know, there's some talk about, you know, if that's going to be his spot in the defense. Um, you look at, at Jerry and Jones, who's healthy this year, and he's making plays. And we saw early on in the first, first few snippets of practice that came out, him just, you know, his ability to, to, to jump on that ball was a lot better than last year. And then Travis Jay, he's making plays every every practice. So and Renardo Green also had a pick today, so yeah. we'll see where he eventually ends up lining up. Because we know he can move, you know, all over that defensive backfield. Yeah, I'm wondering that that DB room, man, it's it stacked everywhere, and this is where we're starting to get some signs of maybe guys that are hitting strides. Like Nate said, I'm interested to see this safety room because we've heard some really good things about Jamie Robinson too, right, Nate? From this last, definitely this week alone, Jamie Robinson has really been a guy that you know we've been hearing has been really implementing himself into this defense and being a, a potential starter day one. Yeah, you know, eight, eight, eighteen, five, and ten have been the, the top three names I've heard on the defense so far. No, I do. That's Consistently. So, that's not true. So, so, so that secondary is definitely uh, making strides. And, and then when you look at, um, you know, you already hit, talked about mm-hmm. about 11. And, you know, let's not forget Derek McClendon, who, uh, you know, I talked about him when we were talking about the defensive line preview. You know, he's a guy I'm really watching. So, you know, there's – a lot of positive momentum and there's a lot of, it's just different this year. So over that, that can continue and, and keep carrying over from, from, from day to day. Going into some of a few of our nuggets that we've gotten this week from practices. Um, it seems like the tight end group has been by far the one that has came fully. And it's the one that has a, a lot of talent with it. They have the numbers too, but the staff has been very, very, very pleased with how the tight end group has shown up and, and began spring camp. And it seems like, you know, you have a big time leader there with Cameron McDonald. You have a guy like that to lead you. It shouldn't become any surprise, but supposedly this position group, the staff is really excited for um, because there's, there's, you've got, you got veterans, but then you also have some newbies in there that the staff, uh, wanted to see put on pads after tour of duty. Wanted to see how they were looking because they came in and worked their tail off and workouts like guys like Jackson West who put on some pounds uh, and they just were like, Hey, I, I we want to see it whenever you put on pads, but we're, we're excited for you. These, this group right now seems to be uh, the one that is impressing in the first two weeks of spring ball. And yeah, I don't know if that necessarily surprises me because obviously, you know, Cam McDonald has been here for a couple of years Preston Daniel and um, Wyatt Rector were both able to get reps last season. So you got three guys who got got some good snaps last season, got some experience in the offense, and you've also got the redshirt freshmen like Carter Boatwright, and we'll see what happen, happens with uh, Marcus and Douglas. And then, you know, obviously um, the wild card in Jackson West, who I'm sure Nate's going to talk about here in a second. But, yeah, just to see them standing out early, I don't think it surprises me because, you know, the top three guys in that rotation know the offense. And I think you, you already know that you have a pretty good option 
and Jordan Wilson once he is fully recovered from that Achilles injury. He'll, he'll be ready to go in the fall. I, I don't really have much to say on, on Jackson. You know, you know the coaches have talked about him a little bit. You know, in the in the, in the post practice stuff. So I would say just that we've heard good things about him so far. Uh, for, yeah, I know for sure. On, no, on yep. Tuesday, Logan said he he had some really good reps um, mm-hmm. um, during goal line. It, it, it's coming together for him, um, and, and he's going to be someone that plays. He's stealing minutes when it comes comes fall. Uh, I would not be surprised if he. I'm not going to say like a major contributor, but he's going to he's going to play a lot, and I think he's going to play significant stuff. So, and, and then. You know, when when you look at that 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 position, you know, it Cam is your receiver guy. Uh, you know, Jordan Wilson is going to be more your your blocker, um, but he can also catch. And, and you look at Preston Daniel, who we talked a little bit about last week. You know, you have Wyatt Rector who can line up in multiple spots, and then you know, I think Jackson West is your guy who can do all of it. Um, he can be your inline blocker. He can line out wide. He can be a mismatch. So I think that's what's going to really propel him. As long as things continue to keep, you know, moving forward. I'm going to say that a lot today. As long as it keeps moving forward as it has been, you know, get to know Jackson West. I mean, yeah. this could really end up being a, a big development for the mm-hmm. offense. You know, moving Absolutely. into the season especially with Mike Norvell's propensity to use so many tight ends, you know, multiple tight end sets, guys that can do different things, having them at at the H-back spot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you have four, five guys that that are viable to get snaps, I I think he's going to love that. And and, and as we kind of look at the wide receiver position and how that develops and how that unfolds there, um, you know, they're going to need some threats to line up at tight end to kind of open some stuff up. you know, because the wide receiver room has skill and ability, but there's been a lot of inconsistent performances there um, in terms of getting open, in terms of catching the ball still. So, you know, the, like we talked about before we came on, and I agree with Dustin, probably your, your two most talented guys aren't even there yet when you look at you know, Parchment and, and, and Hill. And then you're going you're gonna to rely on freshmen. You're going to rely on – on McLean, you're going to rely on Burrell. So that you're going to really need those tight ends to step up and, and, and help create some some space out wide for those for those receivers. So I, I would have loved to see Parchment have a spring. I think that would have been, you know, really big for him and for, for the offense. So, but you t- take what you can get and, and keep moving forward. Absolutely. Uh, another guy. And I, I, want to see, I want to see Douglas at, at DN. Yeah, it seems like I, I feel like that's the move for him. He's a he's a he's a major I, athlete. If you watch him play basketball in high school, he was so explosive for for a guy that big. You know, six six two fifty, just a, a big guy who can jump, athletic. I would love to see him on, 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 on at D line. Yeah, Nate, he's he's now tackle, listed. If it's tackle, you know, I'm not really sure how you know how if he has that reach to play tackle. But you know, for him lining up as a D end or a, or a three technique, I think that'd be really cool to see 
how that would unfold. Yeah, I was going to say he's now listed at <clears throat> 289 pounds. So it, it seems like tight end is is not in his is in his present at the moment. Um, so yeah, that's why I said earlier we're just going to have to see what happens with him. I forgot to ask you guys: Did you guys have a good St. Patty's Day yesterday? Anybody drink a beer? I, I drink one beer. Okay, then, that's good. You know, that's my first beer in like since Christmas. <laughs> oh my! Well, that, there hasn't been a football season for you to drink yourself away. So, also, you know, I'm an adult and Whoa. I don't have time to drink. Adults can drink. Adults can drink. Adults can drink. Take a picture of myself on the beach drinking a Bud Light seltzer, whatever you drink. No, that was not a Bud Light seltzer. I'll tell you that. It was a high noon. You gotta get it right. They're really good too. I think you would like them. No. We'll have them at the tailgate. We'll have them when we go to Kenny Shaw's. Um, my, my balls dropped a long oh, time ago. Did they? Did yeah, they? yeah. So. Did it drop <laughs> when you got that soup still in your <laughs> soup still in your beard? What was that? What are you talking about? That was ice cream. Nah. <laughs> Austin, did you have a beer yesterday? Of course not. You know me. Glass of chocolate milk? Uh, lemonade. Lemonade. You're on a lemonade spiel right now. Yeah, no, man. Dang. No more chocolate milk cheating on it. No, uh, that's some. Just, that was yeah. how, how, how many green shoes you sell yesterday? Surprisingly, none. Wow. <laughs> People don't care about St. Patrick's Day in Charlotte. I was the only guy wearing green yesterday. It's messed up. It's I know. Yes. Uh, quarterbacks, it seems like Jordan Travis is uh, right now leading this group as in being the most sharp and on it. And this shouldn't be as much no. of like a shocker to anybody. You know, no. this is, you got a guy transferring in who's it's learning great. the plays, still it's getting great. chemistry with his wide receivers. What's going on? I disagree with that, but oh. Nate's disagreeing with, see now if Los was here, you'd be all in, you'd be all in on it. What, what disagree that you think it, you think it's just hula hoopla? No, I think, he's been, I think he's been good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that he's still not where he needs to be as a as a consistent passer, and that's going to ultim- ultimately, you know, stunt his role in the offense as a quarterback. And I, you know, let's just call it what it is. You know, yeah, he's standing out because uh, he's got the longest tenure, in, and he's finally getting coached up. So, but – let's let's just quit the the twitter stuff let's just quit talking about it we know how this is going to unfold but it's great to see um jordan travis step up and and fight for that spot especially with the news that broke today about chubba purdy Mm -hmm. yeah going to that real quick speaking of quarterbacks it seems chubba purdy still has some work to do on rehab and this is almost kind of concerning me now this is something that that injury during that scrimmage last year really is playing a toll on him getting back just decently throwing the football because I know they had cleared him to throw just a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and now it seems like it's something still hindering him, and maybe that's not only injury but also mental state and being focused in and healing, but it's tough. Yeah, we we talked it. about it in the back cave some. You know, next back cave, you know, we can go in a little bit more detail. I'm not going to go on it here. But, you know, it, it's, it's just disappointing how things have unfolded so far with him. Um, you know, you, you really want to see him get, get 100% because, you know, he is such a talented quarterback. Um, 
I'd debate anyone is probably the most naturally gifted quarterback on the roster. That includes McKenzie Milton. So, you know, it's disappointing how things have unfolded. You really want to, you really want to see him healthy because, you know, he, at, at this moment right now, it, it, it is the future of the program. And, you know, there, there's some legitimate concern there uh, in terms of, of his shoulder and some other stuff. So uh, I, I hope, uh, I hope he, he, he gets it right. Cause you know, he is a perfect fit for this offense and, and what they want to do. So yeah, and, and he's going to have a battle coming in 2022. If things unfold, like they look like they're going to unfold, you know, for State's bringing two guys who are uber competitive and they're, they're, they're coming in for, for, for minutes They're coming in, to take the spot. So, you know, he's got to be ready to go. I think it's more of a mental thing right now. I mean, obviously the, the, the what no, we've it, heard from Mike no, is that no. it's a, it's not really like the, 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 thing. it's not the middle part of the game. It is not being 100% yet. You know, the, the rehab hasn't done what it needs to do yet, but also, you know, you, you, you in, anything in life, you get out of it what you put in. So, you know, if, if you want to be the best and be top flight or whatever it is, whether you're, you know, a restaurant manager or you're an IT guy or whether you're in interior design, whatever it is, you know, whatever you, if you want to be the best, you got to put in the work. And that's, that's in anything. And especially in sports, if you don't do that, you're either going to get passed over, recruited over, or, you're going to hit your ceiling very early. That's all I'll say. Thomas Schrader uh, was being evaluated after an injury today at practice. The media saw him go down. Um, so we'll see if there's any updates on that after maybe Saturday's scrimmage, if uh, Michael will be willing to give us some news on him. But uh, whenever you Which put the pads suck. on, you're more prone yeah. in this kind of yeah. thing. This Which is just football. Would suck. Sorry to interrupt you, Logan. Nah, uh, that, that would suck because he's a guy who, uh, you know, was looking at, at, at as a, definitely a two deep guy. So hopefully, it's not a significant injury. Hopefully not. Yeah, and I mean, he actually he started a game last year, and he's got really good potential. So I'd hate to see him. I hate to see it be something serious that has him out for the rest of the spring. Let's jump into. Uh, quarterback, but this time in the NFL, Jameis Winston has re-signed with the Saints for a year, $12 million. Uh, is this now Jameis's team? I know Sean Payton most recently said that it is going to be a competition this offseason whenever they get in the training camp between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. But, you know, the Taysom Hill has that gigantic contract, which is just ridiculous, but didn't it can they, be voided. Didn't they restructure that? Yeah, it's not. It's not a real. Yeah, they, they structure it to where they can get out of it. Get it's out a of it. Avoidable contract, but it's just hilarious that that's even like a like a uh, thing. You know, that kind of tells me though, if they really thought he was the guy, they wouldn't have done that. Maybe, maybe I'm just reading it too. Maybe it's not that simple. But when you look at it for me, if they really thought he was the guy, I think they would keep that value there. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I, I don't know what really their plan is there. I don't know what Sean Payton's love is with Taysom Hill, but I mean, I think Jameis has been in the best shape he's ever been. Didn't throw an interception last year. I mean, what else do you, what else do you need? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think that in my opinion is is and beat the like, Super Bowl champions. It seemed like you what. Drew Brees, what was I almost said? Drew Weatherford. Yeah, Ooh. Drew Weatherford. Damn, playing like Drew Weatherford in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, but it, it seemed like Drew, Drew Brees was really like leaning towards that. You know the the interaction they were having that that last game, and you know mm-hmm. if if the reading of the lips was correct, like this is your team now. If all that stuff was correct and all that was true, you know we'll see. But Jameis gonna have to earn it, you know. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he has a lot of preconceived notions about him now, especially with Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl. Now everyone's, you know, pigeonholing him as, as the reason why they couldn't win. Yeah, Taysom Hill's contract is four years, one hundred forty million dollars, an average of thirty-five million dollars per season. I uh, said so it's practically, you know, that's the eye catcher, but uh, it's voidable and under contract as a mechanism to free up cap space. Um, They've done this with a few players. Um, I just want to know, like, the salary cap guys, like, how do they figure this stuff out? I wouldn't want that. <laughs> I think it just kind of confused everybody enough where you're just like, oh, all right, but I'm, I'm not going to care about it. it, it, it it's, it's too it's hard to keep up with. Number crunching nerds, you know? It's like the thing, it's like the thing that came out with Tom Brady this week. They signed him to, like, a four-year deal, but three years are voidable or something. So they can push more money off the cap. It just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But I'm glad there's people that, that can do that, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But that thing, it's confusing for me. But I, I believe. How about that TV deal, though? Jesus, man. Yeah. $110 billion at the end of it. Woo. Yeah, now ESPN's getting some. I like the new um, update, though, with Monday Night Football games can be um, switched around. Mm-hmm. You could do that for Sunday Night Football, and you could have a good matchup going on and rearrange some games during the season, yeah, like the I, I second like half th- of the season. Yeah, I don't like Thursday Night Football going to Amazon Prime. God, by then we'll all have like I don't think that we're going to have cable. I mean, we already. I feel like we don't even have cable much. Yeah, I, I, w- I was talking to my boss today because we were talking about how Directv is losing the the, the NFL package, apparently, which is. No, an arm and a leg for for a bar or restaurant to have. Yeah, you you pay by seat. So you know, for us, it's you know a several thousand dollar investment to show it. You know, so what's that look like moving forward? You know, if it's ESPN Plus or what? You know, you know. But we're talking about how cable, as you know, is dying. You know, what's it five years from now? Everyone's going to have some. Fire stick or something, and gonna get access to any TV channel or movie channel, whatever. It's it's just crazy to see how things have unfolded. Yeah, no, it, it's funny. It's it's an interesting conversation because we're all gonna have five, six, seven streaming services, and mm-hmm. you're gonna end up be paying more than you were with cable. But you're gonna have to get all these different streaming platforms and. I mean, you're going to be paying so much money, but that's a whole different kind of conversation. But I do like that, that the Monday night games can now be 
flexed around. So it's there's some actually some good matchups because usually the Monday night ones, there was a few last year. And I think the year before that, too, they were pretty good. But there's some nights where you're like, all right. You so just no kick Bengals it on in the Jets. background. <laughs> so no, no, no Bengals Jets. <laughs> yeah, Bengals Jets. Ugh. Hard. No, 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 no Steelers Ravens. You know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, <laughs> now. Okay, I know your ass is sitting there watching it, so don't even start with me. No way. Um, let's see some other NFL Knowles worth noting on. Cam Irving has signed to the Panthers. Izzo. Ryan Izzo, who was with the Patriots, got traded to the Texans. Have fun there, man. Best of luck. Jordan and Terrence Brooks, he just signed there too. Yep. Terrence Brooks to the Texans yep. also. Uh, uh, PJ Williams is staying with Jameis. They're besties, so I know PJ's happy to stay there and, and see Jameis potentially start. He's re-signed for Darby, 2.3 Darby got millions. some big money too. I see that. Darby? Dar- yeah, Darby to the Broncos. Um, he's kind of just you know, spending a little bit of time at – different places but making cash so it's kind of working in his favor but uh i thought the saints might have been moving on from pj but he they just keep on resigning he actually got more he's getting more money than he did in his last contract i believe this one's 2.3 million uh his last one was a year for two million so a little three hundred thousand on the I mean, bonus he, he plays a lot of nickel for them yeah, he's no. moved around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he, he can line up outside or in the nickel for them, I and it's worked out better for him this I, last yeah. season. I think he's a valuable part for that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing to do with Florida State, but two moves that surprised me were one: as a Bears fan, what are they doing at quarterback? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, Andy Dalton, really, dude? Like, <laughs> I don't understand it. And but yeah. two, like Pat. Patrick Peterson to the Vikings. Love to see it. I mean, yeah, he, he's still formidable. Like, he can still play. He's, he had a couple bad years, but I, I think they're just asking him to do too much because his athleticism is finally starting to decline. Mm-hmm. But literally every other cornerback on our roster is all rookie contracts. We just needed a veteran back there. Just coach those guys up. I think it's a great signing. Uh, I mean, do you see him slide over to safety like, you know, Woodson did? I, I've seen a little bit of talk about it. it. Um, I think Daryl Green did it. Yeah, they all do it at some point. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, just because we need a safety. Yep. Um, extend your career. I, I think his best fit right now is just have him play outside corner and keep Gladney in the slot. I think mm-hmm. Gladney's a better slot corner. I don't want him playing outside too much. The Cardinals, man, they're they're going all, all in. Yeah, they got Rodney Hudson. We didn't even talk about that, but they traded for Rodney Hudson. Yeah, Rodney Hudson too. I don't understand the Raiders, man. Like, like well, well, uh, Hudson the, the asked John Gruden not want to win. No, Hudson asked for his release. You know, but still, like, you know, you look at this, the the Seahawks. They're they're not letting Russell Wilson go. You got these teams offering three first round picks and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, somebody you, you just don't let go. You know, they got him. They got JJ Watt. You know, yeah, I know. They, and green, yeah. They got and someone I, else too. I forget who it was. Kyler, Kyler, he he starts off the season so bright. I'm like, dang, that kid is good. It's hard to tackle him, and then he kind of has an iffy second half of the season. If he could put together two good halves, man, uh, a team has potential. I just really need to get some like like Watts coming in hopefully to bring some pass rush but defensively yeah, they've got they've got some work to do yeah they're, they're defensively close. and yeah they, they can score but 
Yeah, it's really defensively, Henry. Hunter, uh, Hunter Henry traded mm-hmm. going to uh, – not traded, but going – well, yeah, traded going to the uh, Patriots. Bill Belichick, I think, is a little uh, little ticked at his – seeing his uh, stepson win that, win well, that they, Super Bowl. They had two tight ends. They got Hunter Henry and they got Jonu Smith from the Titans too. Mm-hmm. But, but why, why, contract. why we sign Cam Newton though? That's what I don't understand. Unless they just plan on making a, a big move in the draft. Which they not. might. If you get a if you get a guy that you can develop with that fifteenth pick. I mean they, they they but they always have a lot of pick stockpile to move around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And now now they're paying two of the top four tight end salaries in the league. Yeah, but I mean you know the Patriots. They play a lot they play a lot of two tight end sets anyways. That's just it's a, that's a lot of money to give to two tight ends. No, that's a lot of money for as a Bears fan to give to freaking Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. Uh, that franchise. I, I don't. I don't understand it, man. Me. I love that franchise. Most yeah, of I'm time. sure you do. <laughs> Except when we play at Soldier Field. Otherwise, great franchise. Mm-hmm. There was another one. Uh, Bud Dupree left, you know, gone from my Steelers, but he joined what another. What about Vince? You didn't talk about Vince. Yeah, Vince Williams released uh, from the Steelers. Obviously, we we had him on here uh, last month, but uh, he'll get picked up. Wishing him. Oh, he he will. Um, he's a veteran leader on a defense, and someone will most certainly want to bring them onto the team because went through his whole career, hasn't had any kind of bad news or anything. He just plays football, and we that mentality that he has is amazing. So a team will, he's going to get paid somewhere. And I would love for him to come to Florida. He was noting on it and Los was really hoping that, you know, they could, he could get closer to the family down here. So I'm, I'm trying to see maybe some teams that would like him. How excited would uh, Carlos be though? If he went to Buffalo. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Miami needs linebackers, right? Yeah. That, that could be, a, that could be an option. I would love to go see him uh, play some, some, but yeah, Bud Dupree goes to the Titans, which on the other side of that, unless Jadavian Clowney doesn't go anywhere else because he's still unsigned, that's Jadavian Clowney and Bud Dupree on two sides. Clowney's going somewhere else. He ke- he keeps thinking he's worth more than he actually is. That's how he always <laughs> is. Um, also, Xavier Rhodes is a free agent right now, unsigned. He had a good year last year. He'll get picked up yeah, by somebody. He'll get picked up. He had a, really he had a great year. Yeah, he had a great year. Um, trying to note on any maybe other knolls. I, I think that's another guy who should move to safety too. Yeah, I agree. Well, I yeah. don't know, maybe because he's been such a press man yeah. corner his whole life. I don't know. I could see it. So yeah, free agents and frenzy, man. It's so much fun. I love it. I love it. So I'm like, there's some players I don't even know that are unsigned. I'm like, whoa, wait, they had an option to leave. So we'll see what happens. I love, I love free agency. Uh, we've got a few questions here we'll run through before we get into Chick-fil-A trivia. Uh, one of these is from our Instagram page. This is from underscore P Modge asked, would you rather have MJ Morris or AJ Duffy? Which one would you guys rather have at quarterback for the future at Florida state? We had MJ Morris on here. Last week, fantastic interview. Nate hooked it up. He was loved it. He said he's ready to come compete. He expects there's probably two quarterbacks coming in. But which one out of these two, MJ Morse or AJ Duffy, that still have not picked a team? Um, 
I'll bite first. Yeah, you go first. And and I'm not saying I'm not saying this just because he came on the show last week, but I just think MJ Morris would would be a better fit, not only due to his play style, but just also you know potentially a better culture fit as well. I mean, he's he's from right down the road, um, up near Atlanta. Obviously, Duffy's from across the, across the country now at IMG, but. I mean, to me, talking to MJ last week, it really just – it seems like he's a straight shooter. I mean, he's a guy that, that's just going to tell you what he wants and, you know, what he needs to be successful. At the same time, it feels like Duffy's recruitment ha- has been a little played out now, especially with him getting all the Arizona State crystal balls and releasing a top four. Now saying schools that aren't in his top four will be considered for his commitment and – I don't know. To me, it just feels like at this stage, MJ ha- has the more mature mindset, and I don't know. That's the type of type of guy I would want at Florida State if I had so to pick. I'm, I'm gonna be the opposite because he's because he's a friend of the pod. I'm choosing MJ Morris, and that's my only reason. <laughs> hey, it's, it's not a bad reason. Um, for for me, I, I kind of look at it too. You know, first, you know, be, being a guy who who follows recruiting so closely, you know, we. Over at Unconquered Talk, we, you know, we're going to start working on our our personal rankings. That you know, last year we rated our, you know, the the offers that Florida State offered, as well as kids in Georgia and Florida, um, and, and we rated them depending on you know different criteria that we felt carries over to the next level. You know, if you haven't seen that, you should go check it out. Um, you know, we had Renaria Dilworth, a linebacker that went to North Carolina as our top overall player. Um, but anyways, you know, for me looking at quarterback, you know, the kid that's going to Clipson, uh, K Klubnik, I think he's the best quarterback in the class. Um, and I had Duffy number two. Um, so, you know, for me, I, I look at Duffy right now, he can make all the throws. Uh, you know, he is what you want with the way offenses are moving. Um, but I do agree with Dustin. I, I don't like the way his recruitment's unfolded a little bit. Uh, I think there's some immaturity there. And then when you look at MJ Morris, I think that, you know, he's more of a project than D- Duffy is. I think Duffy is closer than a guy who's complete. I think MJ is more of a guy who is a really good high school quarterback who has a lot of tools to be even better in college. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, overall, I look at them pretty equally in, in, in how things will un, un, unfold in college. Part of our Unconquered Talk, you know, we rate them now as, as a high school recruit and we rate them as what we project them to do in college. Um, so I, I think that MJ, when he gets into college program, will um, blossom. You know, some things like his throwing motion – Little things that he's got to work on, but again, he he's he can make all the throws. He's ultra competitive. Um, you know, he's got a head on his shoulders, and that, those are things you like, especially when you, when you see what Florida State's had at quarterback the last few years. Um, you know, there's been a lot of immaturity. So, you know, in terms of on the field right now, I like Duffy more, um, just because he's a damn good quarterback. But that's not saying that MJ is not. I think he's a damn good quarterback and either way it unfolds you know Florida State is really lifting that room 
with either one of those two and, and Nico Marchio. But, you know, I, if you read the tea leaves and, and, you know, Nico talking about knowing there's going to be a second quarterback, you know, he's kind of been talking to that guy. And we, when we had MJ on, he talked about how he's been talking to Nico. So I think, you know, things are adding up and how that's going to unfold. So I'm not going to sit here and say because a guy has been on the podcast or maybe be leaning to, to FSU that he's automatically going to be better. But I do think that in the long run, I think he, he would, I think MJ would be a really good fit for the program. Either way, he can't go wrong with either quarterback Duffy or, or MJ. And I mean, and you know, about 13 days, you're going to know one half. One of way or another. Yep. Yep. I mean, if, yep. if Duffy commits to, um, if Duffy, commits to Arizona State or, or not FSU, it doesn't guarantee that Morris will end up at Florida State. But he has named Florida State as leader. He mm-hmm. is planning to be here next month for the spring game, which we're going to make sure to do an update with him following that. And then he's planning to make a decision in May. So to me, that timeline seems to add up that as long as everything goes well on the visit, he'll likely be in the class. Well, I, I, I'm planning on – Talking to recruits up there, you know. Well, so make sure you're six feet apart. I mean, you're going okay. We'll we'll, we'll get some updates. Going now. (laughs) We'll get some updates. Nate's gonna do some networking. Two week, two weekends in a row of networking. Uh, There's another question here on Instagram. I'll throw up to you guys uh, related to Miami with uh, with King suffering an injury late in the season. Is this a legit shot at beating Miami year one for Mike? Which was actually year two, but. Well, year one for him. He wasn't there the first game. I was about to say, he wasn't there on the sidelines. This is from Sosa mm-hmm. underscore ZP. I know you have some love for Miami, Nate. Mike Norvell's undefeated against Miami. <laughs> so. Not wrong. I mean, you're not um, wrong. So, I mean. Let's see when that game is. In November, isn't it? I, I can't say anything positive about Miami. So I, I, I will continue to say nothing different than what I've been saying about Miami. Um, I, I do think that, you know, Florida State got hit with a bus all last year. I don't foresee that happening again against that Miami team. Um, I don't care what any practice report says about Van Dyke or whoever is the backup quarterback. Um, you know, Eric, Derek King coming off a, a major knee injury is not going to be the same player he was last year. Um, it's just not going to happen. I don't care what you say. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, you know, Miami can kick, kick rocks. Stay tuned. <laughs> I'm thinking like 75 to 7 right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You need to get off the bourbon, Nate. <laughs> One beer is good enough for you. It's still coming through from last night. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, M- Miami's done a good job building their team through the portal. They've done a good job. They brought they brought in Stevenson from Georgia. Um, they there's a lot of question marks on who's going to be their pass rushers. Um, 
you know, see what happens at, at linebacker. You know, to sit there, I think any Miami fan with any real sense of, of reality, and I know they're few and far between, would sit here and say that it's a question mark at quarterback if King has problems coming back or he's not going to be the same player. They have really good running backs, you know, at wide receiver. We'll see what happens there. They signed uh, the kid from Oklahoma, um, and, and they got a couple kids back. They lose Brevin Jordan, and I think they also lost their backup tight end. So, you know, Miami's turned over some of that roster. So each year, as Jimbo Fisher said, each year is a new team. Um, the only teams right now that are really churning a year-to-year same results are Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and maybe Georgia. But everyone else is up and down all around. This next question is from Mavs or Marv's Waffle House. Uh, do you think Scotty Barnes should get the start throughout the tournament? Yes. Yes. I mean, we talked we talked about it on Monday on the roundtable on Tribal Holics, if anyone joined on that podcast. Um, Evan, since late January, is shooting 16% from the floor. Mm-mm. He has 14 total turnovers and 14 total assists. That's not going to get it done. FSU's losing too much in their first four minutes in each half when Evans is starting. I'm not saying Evans is a bad player. He just can't start in March. March is the time you play your best players, you shorten the rotation. I, I don't know if Florida State will actually actually shorten ro- the rotation, but Scotty has to start. You have to come out with your best five. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't nearly follow this program on basketball. You know, I just watch it as a Florida State fan, but this is it, man. One more loss, you're out. You you play your best, and you just ride it till you die. So a guy who's struggling that much, why do you continue to put out on the court? I mean, I, he don't, I, don't, great, I don't understand. Great it. in January, he was phenomenal in January, but since then, he had a great three games. I mean, even those outside of those three games, like he was still then playing he well. Kept doing what he's been doing since yeah, he got to Florida State. Ever since the, ever since after the whole Miami game, it's not been not been pretty. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't have anything to add. I mean, you guys pretty much nailed it. Scotty needs to start. Evans needs less minutes. MJ Walker needs to find his consistency again. And Raquan Gray, I, I just think he needs to be aggressive all tournament. Play, play eight guys. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said last week, shrink the rotation. I want to see Calhoun play more. Yep. Um, Seth Evans. That's just my observations and. You know, run, run that, run that through Barnes. Let him, let him get to the to the bucket. You know, kick it out and, and, and see what happens. I, I wouldn't completely sit Evans because I think he's a solid backup point guard. Yeah, I'm not saying that he plays your minutes, but yeah, like you if know. you play, you can't play. I don't think you can play him 20 to 24 minutes. I think no, he's got to be somewhere between 12 and 14. I, I, I think Barnes. That's even too much. I was gonna say you yeah. got to have Scott. You're in the tournament now. You got to have Scotty. Barnes got to play 30, 35. Yeah, well, Scotty's got to be up around 30. This first game, which we'll get into here in a little bit, I think you're gonna have to rely on two point guard lineups. Mm-hmm. I think Evans and Barnes are gonna share the floor a little bit more than we're used to, just because UNC Greensboro is so good at turning the ball over. Yeah, I, I think you might sacrifice some scoring for ball handling. Yeah. So, 
Uh, are we done with football yet? Is there anything else worth doing? Anything? We, we, we got we, we got to talk about the big news of the day. Oh yeah, now we'll jump to that real quick before we head into Chick Fil A trivia. So it was reported today uh, after a panel meeting uh, with the anti-racism task force on Wednesday. There was a vote uh, against keeping Doke S. Campbell's name on the school's football stadium. There was a lot of talk about this during the last offseason. It kind of died down once football season started. Uh, but members of the Historical Legacy Subcommittee voted 6-2 to two to reject a recommendation by Florida State University History Professor and Subcommittee Chair Maxine Jones to keep the name. A little, if you all don't know, Campbell was the president of Florida State in 1941. To 1957 so it seems like things are heading in the direction of where doke and we might not be calling it doke anymore i still i think everybody just will always come off the tongue hey it's, it, it, it's gotta but happen man it's gotta happen it, it seems it like there happen. is going to be a name yeah, I mean, change un- unfortunately you know that's part of the history of the, the the school um you know not to start a major debate but it's gotta happen just for if anything, at worst, you know, just for aesthetics, man, you, you can't continue to promote a guy who was against segregation and was a racist. And also, well, real quick, breaking. Oh, Lamarcus yeah, here Joyner, we go. Uh, Lamarcus Joyner just signed with the Jets. Oh, yep. cool. Good, yep. Good, good for Lamarcus. Yeah. Now, did I love LaMarcus, man? He's not on social media. I loved watching him on Hard Knocks with the Raiders. Like, he literally is just so feisty and just, like, wants to play football. I just, there's no way you wouldn't want him on your team. And uh, good for him. He said, uh, this is from Ian Rappaport, he'll he'll have the opportunity to play safety, which is what he wanted, Mm -hmm. uh, rather than nickel like he did last year in Las Vegas. So, kind of going back, well, played majority of that at, at Florida State, but he gets what he kind of wants here and seems like the Jets are going to let him play safety. Good for him. That's where he excel with the Rams, though, too, mm-hmm. you know, playing that safety spot. But getting back to, uh, you know, this whole thing, you know, I mean, Doke is Doke. It's got to it's be something else, though. And I think it comes at a perfect time because yep. Florida State kind of needs some money right now. Uh-huh. Sell it to the highest bidder. I'm perfectly okay with it. Yep. You think Willie will send some money down? He oughta. If he could. <laughs> he doesn't deserve a penny from us. <laughs> Damn. But, got- but he did. I do like the one thing he did, like after the games, you know, going to do the fight song in front of the marching chiefs. That was good. I think mean, that's about it. I mean, a, a, a stop clock's right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be. I'm saying one nice thing. One nice thing. I feel like I've said a lot of mean things towards Willie Taggart, but he he did a good like job. A cool guy to hang out with. He did a good job evaluating some talent. Um, but that's about it. I'm gonna quote you on that. Yeah, I'm putting that on a. <laughs> I'm putting that on a graphic. Nate Greer, you, you can quote it. <laughs> quote some some talent. <laughs> he did a good job Look. evaluating some talent. Couldn't land the quarterback to save his life. Mm-hmm. And it's overall just a disorganized, really horrible coach. What would you guys? What would you guys name the stadium if Pub you're Sub able stadium. to get it? Huh? Pub Sub Stadium. Pub Sub Stadium. I like that one. <laughs> Welcome to the pub. You, you, you can't go public because 
you know, people are still want to boycott Publix in Florida for, you know, the, the daughter put a bunch of money towards that whole, you know, Capitol Hill stuff. Hey, you know, you know what that means then, guys? What's that mean? Chick-fil-A stadium. Yeah, Chick-fil-A stadium. Nah. Here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, we'd be fully uh, prepared for that. I mean, if, if that's the route they go, they got, they got to do it. Something it's got to be a national because the Florida State's a national brand, you know, mm-hmm. something that's big in Florida, but it's also national. You know, what, what does that look like? I have no idea. I'm not, I'm not much of a marketing guy, Chick fil A. So, no, okay. um, stadium, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we keep on, we keep on rolling with the Patreons. We, we might be able to hey, put our name somewhere on there. Do they go basic and do like Mickey Andrews Field at Bobby Bowen Stadium? I'd they be cool might. with that. Yeah, they honestly might. I mean, I'd be totally cool with that. Oh, no, he definitely deserves it. And, you know, with the Look timing now with Mike, with Gant Bobby Bowden. Yep, Gant and uh, Jerrion. Once yep. again, Jerrion. Jerrion just seems to be right where the ball is. He did that last camp too, but Jerrion's right where the ball is. Interception and an interception for Brendan Gant today during but, spring practice. You know, if that's how they can, you know, give some recognition to Mickey, so be it. You know, I wouldn't mind – Bobby Bowen Stadium. I think he deserves that. I just and hope it's not something lame like Rocket Mortgage. Well, yeah. that would be horrible. <laughs> yeah. That would be a lot of money, though. It it, yeah, it'd, be, it'd be a bag, but at least make uh, it a fun bag. Are, are, are there any Louisville's is, Pop, is Louisville's yeah. Papa John? Yeah, but Papa, Papa John's Papa John's is based out of Louisville, so yeah. like at least that makes sense. Are, are there any more other big time schools that you know their stadium is named after a company? Uh, I can't really think of any. I was going to say Miami, but they don't own that stadium. Yeah, they don't. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Free shade. Um, Free shade. Uh, that's the only one that, like, loves to be. I mean, NFL is NFL, but when you go yeah. to college. Uh, yeah, I can't think off the top of my head. I'm doing a uh, quick Minnesota TCF Bank Stadium. That's a pro. No, 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 Minnesota. no, Minnesota. Yeah, University of Minnesota. Gophers. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Alaska Airlines Field at Husky Stadium. <laughs> Who, who's the biggest? Bank, who's the biggest bank in Florida? That's where they Probably should go. Bank of America, right? You know, Bank of America's biggest one in the. Yeah, but they're pretty big in Florida. Like the biggest Florida yeah. bank would be SunTrust, but I don't see the SunTrust doing that. Yeah. Nah. Is it SunTrust? It's got to be, right? Yeah, right now, SunTrust does not have a stadium in college that's named. <laughs> don't they have a baseball stadium? SunTrust though? Stadium would be. I, I like that. It actually has a ring, too. A lot of these don't have a ring that we're saying, yep. but SunTrust Stadium has some and Sunny. I'd rock with it. But I think, though, if, if you do move it to where it's uh, Bobby Bowden Stadium, um, I, I def- the timing's now because of Bobby Bowden's health, and you would like to have him be there for the recognition and everything. So if they're mm-hmm. going to do it, that would be now would be time like we're talking this year next year kind of situation so yeah it's an interesting conversation Jeez. we'll keep well i just say it like that one year 4.5 million for joiner fsu 2013 dbs keep getting paid wow. all right i think you know covid-19 you know being safe around here uh, all right, let's go to Chick-fil-A trivia, and then we'll jump into basketball to finish off the episode. Uh, 
Everybody ready for this question? It's a pretty interesting one. True. It took Chick-fil-A <laughs> 11 years to develop which unique appliance? The which fryer. Appliance? The repeat oh. question? Dang, I was going to say waffle fryer too. The waffle no. fryer maker? <laughs> the, repeat, repeat the question? Uh, milkshake, milkshake machine. I was going to say lemonade machine. Oh, their milkshakes Dang. never go down. <laughs> it took Chick-fil-A um, 11 it, years to develop this. got something to do unique. with their chicken. Probably either the, the mm. fry, their chicken breader. No. No, no. No, they, they hand bread their chicken. No, they don't. Yes, they do. I, I do. I did it. I did it in the back. I did it in the back. Don't slander our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I did. I do remember doing that for like two hours. Yeah. Eleven years. I did the spicy, and then I do the uh, regular. Did you work there? I did. I worked in the back at first, and then I moved up to the front to the drive-through. Yeah, I, I mean, which to note is the only one here that worked at fast food. Yeah, they, they take care and of. Their I make fun of everybody. <laughs> Austin, me, no, 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 no. Austin. Meanwhile, they, they, hold they up. How's McDonald's going? No. How's McDonald's going? No. You try to no, get away with it no, now and say no, that lie. No, no, you're the I'm one the lying one. here. No, no, no. you're tired today because no. you were at so, work. I'll, busy day. I'll, I'm gonna say something to do because they started out so fry heavy. A unique appliance. Uh, I don't know uh, if it's uh, really unique. I'm, I'm gonna say something, something for the grilled chicken. It, it's quite you. You have. You're close. You're very close. It, they didn't really have that to start, so probably something like how they grill or. Or how they, you know, grill their chicken. So whether it's a grill or whether <laughs> oh, it's ding, a, ding, 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 it's a grill. It took them eleven yeah. years to develop their grill. Well, their grill. like, like if, if you look at like Burger King, mm -hmm. their their grill marks come from a machine. So yeah. it's not really cooked on a grill. Hey, they're they're good though. Yeah, their hamburgers are good. So I'm saying like not to say anything negative. So like when you yeah. are. And quick serve you can't sit there and grill a piece of chicken to order so what does that look like mm -hmm. so that's why that's why i was saying that in addition to taking more than a decade to develop the grill chick-fil-a invested seven years of testing more than 1200 recipes to find an unmatched backyard grilled taste for our grilled chicken you can give the grilled chicken a try by ordering the egg white grill for breakfast or the grilled nuggets grilled chicken sandwich and grilled i still never had their sandwiches. breakfast Make sure you get the spicy good. grilled deluxe. Spicy grilled deluxe is good. And you I can did, add I, on a little lime sauce to I, I did crush 30, 30 uh, nuggets. It's not it hard to do. I can do it's it. Not, it's not hard to do. I love it. But I, I, I asked for a side of that that lime sauce. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's not too bad. And I, the honey barbecue the too. Yep. Yeah, the honey barbecue too. They have I mean they just kill in the sauce game. It's so easy for them. But yeah, shout out to our friends over there on the West Tennessee Street. They're awesome. We're actually um, plan on doing uh, some give, some more giveaways with them too. And if you guys are in our Discord, we try to do a trivia Tuesday so, at so, least so, once a month. So we so give away free meals. Me like three. Yeah, so you can get that one to Austin too. Well, I'm know? gonna bring. I'll take us out to Chick Fil A when we get down to Kenny Shaw's camp. How about that? We'll just go slide by. I mean, I'm not uh, gonna be there, but all right. Well, you you need to get invested into this show, Austin, and you need to come down. I'm coming for the spring game. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, I want you to drive like. 20 hours in a matter of two weeks i'm good because if i go to the final four the weekend before i'm definitely not doing austin's dialed in austin thinks he's going to final four 
Is it going to happen this year? Is it going to happen? This just transitions us just beautifully. That's what 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 we should do before we go into basketball. Austin should give us his bracket picks. Help these people out on the last night. What about mine? You'll be okay. Keep those shooting. I've got my tournament. I've got got my bracket right here. (laughs) I can do it. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to hear yours, Austin. I mean, do we want to go like, like, what are we doing? Like Sweet 16s? Yeah, yeah. just, Just give your Sweet 16 and on. Oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be really fun. Um, Sweet 16 in the West. I have Gonzaga and Cinderella, Ohio. And then I have USC and Iowa in the West. Dude, I've got Gonzaga and Ohio too. Yeah. I I think USC matches up really well with Kansas um, on that bottom part of the bracket. USC is one of those teams when they're playing well, they play really, really well. I think Evan Mobley is going to be a big problem. Um, And I just don't buy Kansas. And then Ohio... They play Virginia. Virginia doesn't get to Indianapolis until tomorrow, which by the time you guys are listening to it today. Um, and then they play the next day, whereas Ohio's been there all week. And they got a player in Preston. Preston's a legitimate pro. I, I think he's going to tear apart Virginia. Yeah, I, I have Gonzaga and USC as a final in that, in that bracket. I, I thought about it. I went Gonzaga and Iowa. I just think Iowa's offense is too much. Yeah, um, I mean... Especially like, in March, it's hard to prepare for. It's hard to prepare yeah. for Luke Gars on one day. Like, yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I did it that way because you know that not every bracket unfolds how that's going to unfold, and I think that Gonzaga, you know, other than maybe Creighton or Ohio, otherwise, you know, how how does that bracket get shaken up? Well, I have Creighton losing round one to Santa Barbara. Mm. I have Creighton winning one game. Yeah, I I, th- I just think Creighton just put up such a stinker in the mm. in the biggest yeah. title game. I mean, they, they lost did. by thirty to Georgetown. What are you doing? I mean, maybe it was forty. I forget the final score. It was a lot to a little. Yeah, it, they got smoked. And I just think there's too much going on with that locker room with the whole McDermott thing. Mm. Um, I, I just don't see them doing anything. That's true. Yeah, just going back to Ohio. That's a valid quick. point. I think I think Jason Preston could be one of the stars of the tournament if they do start yeah. making a run. I mean, he had a game against Illinois early in the they, season. They almost beat Illinois. Yeah, they lost Illinois by three, and Preston had thirty-one points, eight assists, and and six six boards. So, I mean, he's a do-it-all type of guard, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching them for sure. Well, right. speaking of, before we jump into UNC, Greensboro, and Florida State, some news came out he today. Yeah, I don't think he's... The rest of the no, he's not done yet. Yeah. No. no, no, we ain't done yet. One-fourth of the bracket. What are we doing? Yeah, come oh, on, man. Oh, Slow oh, down, board. Everybody get... I get time to go get my charger then. In the south, I have Baylor, Winthrop, Arkansas, and Ohio State. I've got three of those four. I've got North Carolina in the Sweet 16. Instead of Baylor? Yep. I could see it. Baylor doesn't. Baylor doesn't shock me. Like they've been playing poorly too. Yeah, I love their. Guards. I picked them though. I, I got I got Purdue versus Arkansas Ooh. as a final. I just I can't do Purdue. <laughs> I just can't buy. I think Winthrop is so good. Yeah, I I, I had Winthrop beating Villanova, but losing oh, that's the that's the easiest lock at the tournament. And, and, and I just yeah, since a point guard went out, right? W- Winthrop plus six is the easiest lock of the tournament. So Dude, like, Winthrow money line is like plus two hundred. Get on that while you can. That's what I'm saying. Like so, so I, I I debated Winthrop and Purdue. I don't know. I, I just went with you know. I think Purdue battle tested. You know, Big Ten was probably the best 
mm-hmm. conference this year. So, and it's essentially a home game uh, for them. Yeah, they're playing it, an hour away. Yeah, it, it was close. I just think mm-hmm. Arkansas is going to make a run. Yeah, for me, for me, the closest one was Texas Tech Arkansas. I think Texas Tech's going to make a run. I think they're going to be really good. And um, I, pick, I ended up going Arkansas. I picked Virginia Tech to beat Ohio State. You mean? Oh, really? I see. I have Ohio State in the Final Four. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know, man. They just they started the, the season so well, then they took a, a slip. The the thing with March is you've got to have good, experienced guards. Yeah, you've got C.J. Walker and Dwayne Washington. Yeah. I just think that's going to be too much to handle in March. I, I think Virginia Tech can give them fits athletically. I think Virginia Tech sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, on to the Midwest. I'll save the East for last. Yeah. Uh, this one I almost went complete shock, and I'm probably going to change it before tomorrow. But right now I've got Illinois, Oklahoma State, San Diego State, Houston. I've got the exact yep. same four. Yeah, me too. I got Illinois Houston. I thought about going yep. Illinois, I thought about going San Diego State. Yeah, I'm thinking about changing that. I have I have Illinois in my final four. I just think they're playing too well right now. If they get past that first part of that bracket, because those first that first those first that first weekend is insane. Mm-hmm. But the win of Loyola Chicago, Georgia Tech. Loyola Chicago is top ten in Kempom. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a brutal second round game. I, I I think that's the toughest bracket. Well, once if you get to the elite eight, like whoever comes out of the bottom half of that bracket, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, yeah, West Virginia's a three seed was a joke. Clemson as a seven seed was a joke. Rutgers in the tournament was a joke. Uh, Houston as a two seed, I think I think they're exposable. I think I'm not saying they're bad. I just mm-hmm. I just don't think they're among the elite of the elite. Yeah, I mean, if Illinois, you know, beats Loy- if Loyola Chicago does win, if Illinois beats them, and then you know they get to match up with Oklahoma State, beat them, I I think they're going all the way to the. So, so you, you got Loyola Chicago beating Georgia Tech yeah, with the with the news Moses writes out absolutely Moses writes their player out with COVID, so that they, uh, they don't yeah. have a chance now. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're tenth in the in the net rankings, man. They're you know, but they're 128 strength of schedule and they're 0 and one. Against top twenty-five, so yeah, but I mean, you look at all the computer analytics. Yep. Like, where are they at in Kempom right now? I, I went Georgia Tech because they're just on a streak right now. If they have Moses Wright, like I was back and forth with it. If they have Moses Wright, absolutely. Just but without him, I just that that loses your biggest yep. advantage against a team That's like true. Loyola. Yep, that's true. Um, I'm gonna switch that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then moving to the East, saving the best for last. This one's fun. I have Michigan, Florida State. And then I have Michigan State in Alabama. I have Texas losing round one to Abilene Christian. I like having one 14 yeah. over three upset. Um, <laughs> and I bounce back and forth between them and then the West Virginia Moorhead State game. Uh, but I went Abilene. First and fourth turnover rate. They defend the three really well. And Texas is kind of loose with the ball. And they're pretty reliant on the three. So I think it's an upset waiting to happen. You think Michigan State beats Abilene Christian? Who knows with that game? Um, I just couldn't bring myself to put a, f- a 14 seed in the Sweet 16. I got LSU. That's beat- what I've got, dude. I, 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 I got LSU beat Michigan. I thought about it. I really, really thought about it. Um, I, when when March comes out, I I dig into podcast savvy yep. and I listen to so many different podcasts. And in my podcast research, I found out Michigan is just six and seven the last two years without Isaiah Lovers. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're going to have them alternate. If they don't lose to either LSU or St. Bonaventure, I think they fall to us in the Sweet 16. So I, I got Florida State versus Bama in that yeah. in that bracket. So do I. And then I, I have us in the Final Four just because I'm biased. But yeah, me too. I, I, Alabama's good, man. 
Alabama is so good. And I, I think that, you know, Florida State plays at their top, man. Good game. Hard to beat, man. Yeah, if Florida good State game. plays to their potential, they, they run through this bracket easily. I, I do think Colorado so, would be a tough game in round two. I do not. Colorado is a lie. I'm, I'm joking. Colorado is a lie. They I, I, I have Georgetown beating Colorado. I do as well. Um, Colorado <laughs> has three quadrant three losses, including a home loss to California, who was eight and 20. And this was a month ago. It wasn't like I was when we lost to UCF or it was like our fourth game. It just happened. How is Colorado a five seed? I don't get it. Whatever. And th- but I don't understand um, some of the computers at like one, right at 2% BYU winning the whole thing. I don't have BYU making up the first round. I, no, I, I had them losing the, to Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yeah. I just think Michigan State's been playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Slash Whereas BYU, every good team they played, they lost. It's it's like with Virginia. I, I do think UConn could give Alabama fits in round. I agree. In round two, Bo Knight's a real dude. Yep. Um, and I think Michigan. I think well LSU. I think is super athletic. I think even for Florida State, that would be a tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, and LSU could score with the best. Yeah, they have yeah. a really potent offense. Yep. And. I, I I I was gonna have Oklahoma State in another bracket take a run because I think mm-hmm. you know, Caden Cunningham's really good, but I don't know, man. I, I I almost thought about that as well. I it's wish a, I wish Oklahoma State was three in the Midwest yeah. instead of the four because I think yeah. Oklahoma State Illinois Elite Eight would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so so what you got in the Final Four? You got so, so Final Four. I have Gonzaga over Florida State, and then I have Illinois over Ohio State, and then I have Illinois as my national champion. Illinois. Yeah. I, I got Gonzaga them. over Illinois. Yeah, me too. I, I, got, I just I can't I, buy any Gonzaga. There's just something about it. I got Gonzaga, FSU, Arkansas, Illinois. That's, I mean, it's completely understandable. I, I think that would be a lot of people's final four. And, and I, I saw Seth Davis picked Arkansas to lose to Colgate in the first round. If you lose to toothpaste, you would be to just demolish your program. Nah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I don't know. I, th- I just think Gonzaga is that. Oh, I think there's. I think they're special. Year. I think they're special. I just there's something about them when they get to the Final Four and they finally start playing teams that aren't scared of them. That I'm like, okay, maybe the the thing with their bracket is they've already beaten Virginia by twenty. They've already mm-hmm. beaten Iowa by twenty. They've already beaten Kansas. Like they've already played these teams. I don't, I, don't, I think this year is different. Kind of like Virginia when they lost in the first round and came back last last year and just. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Made the run. Gonzaga's amazing. I'm not saying that, but I just don't trust them in the tournament. I, I have yet to see it. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I just want to see Gonzaga and Florida State because I think that'd be a really good basketball game. I don't. <laughs> I do not want to play Gonzaga again. <laughs> well, you picked them to, to, to. Yeah, I know, but that just because I picked it doesn't mean I want to see it. Why not? As a fan of college basketball, I think that'd be a fun game. I'm a Florida State fan, first of all. I don't care. I hope we play Texas yeah. Southern in the Final Four. Oh, that'd be great. I, I I hope it's Florida State, Abilene Christian, um, a playing game in Missouri Southern. That's who I hope it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Missouri Southern, <laughs> uh, whoever. But like. Yeah. Well, before we jump into UNC versus Greensboro, there was some news today. Leonard Hamilton was getting off the bus. I'm sure you probably know a little bit more on this, Austin. But I actually uh, don't. It was, well, <laughs> yeah, Austin was at work all day. There was a this, lot of fries to make. 
this was something where Dustin texted me or Dustin the, our group chat and said, Coach yeah. Ham ruptured his Achilles. I was like, what? Was, yeah, that was like such the weirdest thing. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> uh, but supposedly he was getting off the bus and ruptured his Achilles. He said everything's still on plan for him to be coaching there on uh, side of the court. What he'll probably be on a scooter, I'm guessing. I, I hope we see a Ron Hunter moment. I know, I'm sure everyone remembers that Georgia State game. Against, when he fell off the scooter. Yeah, in Jacksonville. <laughs> Celebrating. Yeah, his son hit the game-winning three from 35 feet and falls <laughs> off the stool. If we see a Coach Ham moment like that, oh, my oh, God. Oh, man. They're going to play for Ham? Playing for Ham? They got to. Got to play for Ham now, right? They got to. Yeah, hopefully let nothing has changed it. I know some people were saying, is he going to be coaching? Absolutely. He'll yeah, be he's there still on coaching. The, I'll the, be there on the side. If a kidney stone will keep him off the sideline, I think he'll <laughs> yeah. If you haven't had a kidney stone, that's the worst pain in the history of life. Um, yeah, yeah it, that, that, it's, the, it's the worst. It, it, it is the worst pain. I, I got it the Tuesday. Ever, I got ever it the, have. I got it the Tuesday after the Virginia Tech game. You talk about a bad week. The, the good oh, tiger man. first Virginia Tech game. <laughs> Talk about a bad week, man. <laughs> you should just knew it was coming. Yeah, that uh, was not a good week. I was I, in pain, man. I had one in each kidney. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just I uh, remember waking up at six a.m. with the worst back pain, and I'm like, man, yep. this is weird. And then ten minutes later, I'm in the hospital. Like <laughs> it was bad, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh man! But anyways, let's jump into this into this game preview to finish off the episode. It is a, now March Madness. I got it on over here on the, my other screen, so I'm loving it. I got some sports to watch uh, almost every night and during the day. So it's finally here. Florida State is a number four seed. They'll be facing number the number thirteen seed UNC Greensboro Spartans. The game is going to be at twelve forty five tip off. Then uh, this is going to be on True TV on Saturday, gentlemen. We've made it, Florida State. We talked a little bit about it earlier about Scotty Barnes and what we think where he should be playing at. But overall, Austin, heading into this game, your your thoughts about it? Because we'll probably do maybe an instant reaction afterwards. But let's jump into it. What, what are your what are your thoughts? What are, what are we thinking? So after spending way too much time watching UNC Greensboro this week, because that's all I've done. Yeah. Um, they they give me a Dennis Smith NC State or a John Morant Murray State vibe, where they just have this incredibly electric point guard in this case it's Isaiah Miller and then the rest of the roster is just terrible I mean it's just not good um, it's going to be interesting to see how Florida State plays Miller specifically are they going to play it like they did with Dennis Smith where they just kept him from scoring because with NC State when you took away his electricity his energy his athleticism NC State was down with it with Murray State we took away his passing because we saw what we did to Marquette when they tried to take away his scoring, and he just lit them up on assists. I think he had like 14 assists against Marquette. We took away his passing. He lit us up to start the game, but as the game progressed, he it was out of the funk. You could tell. It'll be interesting to see how Florida State attacks Miller specifically. I think they're going to go the Dennis Smith route, try and take away his scoring, make him more of a playmaker. Because when, he's such a unbelievable athlete i mean he's 5'11 six foot doing windmills i mean he's insane unbelievably bouncy leads the team in points assists he's second in rebounds first in steals just just a tremendous player he's going to be a tremendous challenge for florida state in their guards yeah i completely agree he's going to be a tremendous challenge and 
you know, that's where Florida State's size really is going to come into play. I mean, this is a shorter point guard. He he might have Scotty Barnes on him at six foot nine. If not, he's either going to have, I would say, Anthony Polite. Yeah, I think he's going to see a lot of Polite. The best on ball defender on the roster. Polite's six six, I want to say. And so Polite's on him, and then he's going into the guys inside, Raekwon Gray, who goes about six eight. And then also Balsa, who's seven foot, or you know, even even Malik, who's six nine, six ten. Maybe maybe Ingom gets some minutes. But really, it, it comes down to Florida State using their size inside to stop him because this isn't a guy who is going to take a lot of shots from the outside. You know, that's going to be more on the other guys, um, their guards, Keyshawn Langley and and Caleb Hunter, who don't shoot very good percentage-wise from the outside. So in my opinion, Florida State has just – they've got to limit Miller and then hope that the other guys on the roster don't randomly heat up and continue to shoot around their season average that that they were shooting coming into this game. And I think that FSU could win handily. And, I mean, it's going to – you're going to have to cut down on the turnovers. Obviously, we talked about that last week. Florida State turned it over 14 or more times and – each of their last five games had 25 turnovers or last outing. And this is a team that will make them pay. I, I think we brought up last weekend as well. UNC Greensboro scores 15.9 points per game off of turnovers. So if Florida State does continue that trend, you know, it's, it could be close. But if they limit their turnovers, stop Isaiah Miller, I feel really confident that this one could be over early. Yeah, they're 60th and forced turnover rate to, to back up what Dustin's saying. Uh, that's what they pride themselves on is they, they really attack the ball. They, they try and get steals, try and get these live ball situations. If Florida State's going to turn it over, it has to be dead ball turnovers where the ball's going out of bounds. Um, you know, it's it, it's shot clock violations, something like that. You can't have Isaiah Miller dictate the game with his steals and his, his electrifying finishes on the other end. The other thing you have to watch out for is they're a really, really good offensive rebounding team. Um I think there's something like I got to pull up my stats again. Um, they're 19th nationally in offensive rebounds per game and 60th in offensive rebound rate. Florida State's been pretty bad on the defensive glass this year. Uh, they allow 31, 31.9% offensive rebounding rate, which is like bottom 50. Um, Florida State's guards are going to have to focus, and especially on one guy in particular, Muhammad Abdul Salam. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he averages three offensive offensive boards a game. Got to get a body on him. If you can keep them from getting second chance points, keep them from getting transition points. I think Florida State will win by twenty twenty five. Still, a surprise that they beat Carolina, giving up twenty one offensive boards and eighteen turnovers. So, yeah. you know, this team is showing they can be a, a decent opponent while just playing really subpar basketball. And, um, and to and to Dustin's point about Miller not shooting, he's only taken forty seven threes all year. Yeah, it's not like you're playing a Steph Curry or a Jimmy. And he shoots twenty one percent. Yeah, they they've only got they've got two guys shooting thirty three percent from three. No one better than that. And as a team, they shoot about thirty percent from mm-hmm. three. They've got three guys where the majority of their shots do come from three, but they just don't hit. Mm-hmm. As long as some of these guys don't randomly heat up and hit six or seven threes, you know, you, you contain yourself on the glass and you contain Miller. It should be a good game for FSU. It's a good tune-up game. I'm going to say this line right now is at minus 11, Florida State. Does that seem 
kind of accurate to you guys? I mean, it's March. A- anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't surprise it's, it wouldn't surprise me if it's closer than it's supposed to be, just because it's you know you're trying to get up for UNC Greensboro at twelve forty five, playing in nowhere, Indiana. Like no, like come on. Yeah. Man. But if Florida State plays to the potential, it should be a 20, 25 point win. I was thinking like seventy eight fifty five type game. Yeah, I'll I'll have it in my. Hopefully, by the time this podcast is out, my preview article is out. I'm trying to make it to where I have the article up twenty four hours before the game. I just don't think they shoot well enough, like you said. Yeah, I, I, it's a concern. This guy can get to the basket, and, and you know, force they can get into foul trouble, and, and you know, they can rebound, like you said. Um, but I, I think this is just a mismatch. I agree. I, yeah, I agree. And, and, and playing Barnes more, you know, defensively, I think that you know he he can create more havoc on defense. So I think that you know I think they'll be able to. Shut this! Shut this team down. I think. I think it's a game that Florida State could coast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Florida State—they've, you know, frankly, just they haven't looked like the same team that they were in January and, and early February. They've just been out of rhythm the last couple of games, mm-hmm. whatever it is, out of sync. And you know, moving into this first game, they might be able to get everything clicking again against UNC Greensboro. We'll see how they come out. If they come out with that focus, I mean. There's potentially six games left in their season, you know, maybe one game left. We'll see if they have that mindset on Saturday. Luckily, gym familiarity shouldn't be an issue. They've been in Indianapolis since Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. They flew there straight from Greensboro. They have not been back to Tallahassee. So they've been in Indianapolis. They've been able to I like that gym for a week. I think that's going to help this team a lot that relies on good shooting. I was going to ask. Uh, go ahead. I was going to ask real quick because we discussed it on the roundtable with Tribeholics, but – the biggest thing for me, in my opinion, is who's going to be the leader. You know, MJ Walker's had not the not the best last couple of games. This month has been not so well on his end, and it just it seems like this team it just kind of is like letting teams do whatever they want to them right now, or, or they, at least not all teams, but definitely in this last game. You know, Florida State had all the potential to take that ACC tournament and get the championship. Well, who's going to be the leader that steps up? Is it going to be the young guy? Is it going to be Scotty Barnes with his plays? Definitely, if he does get the get nod to be a starter, is it going to be him that like brings that energy? It just seems like Florida State has lacked that ever since you know we saw a hot team whenever they were unranked. They had the chip on their shoulder, um, and that's what we were th- saying. That's a Final Four team, but right now, you know, going back to the last couple of weeks, they haven't really looked that way. Who's going to be the leader? Honestly, I I really think it comes down. To MJ. And, you know, I don't know if I would have said that earlier on, but I mean, to me, it, it kind of feels like as he goes, this team has kind of went. You know, he was looking good earlier this season. The team was looking good. He's looked flat the last couple of games, and Florida State hasn't looked nearly as good as they were a couple of weeks ago. So I really think he's got to get back into his groove. And, you know, I also said earlier, I think Raekwon Gray, he, he's come a long way over the last couple of months, and I think he's got to take it up another notch in the tournament. Same with Balsa. I mean, as long as that hand is okay, I think Balsa is, is in line for a good couple of games. When I think of leaders, I think of vocal guys. Mm-hmm. I, I think of the Terrence Manns. I think of Trent. You know, guys like that. You know, Trent was more of a guy that led by example, but he learned by last year, hey, I got to lead with my voice. And you saw how well Florida State was last year. Mm-hmm. I think a guy like Malik Osborne fits that perfectly. 
super vocal. And he's been in that locker room enough that he's gained the guy's trust. It's not like with Scott or this is his first season. And yeah, he's been there a year and the guys are close. But Malik has that respect. He's It's his third season in the program. He's been there, done that. I think he's going to be the guy. I think he's going to be a guy that they lean on as far as leadership. I would be totally fine with a couple of Malik screams. Yeah. I would be that be shit. Good. What What do you think, real quick, Austin, Florida State's got to do to get back to that that we haven't talked about already? Man, they got to – they got to take, not even take smart. They have to be smart. And, you know, that, that comes from not turning the ball over. That comes from, you know, get, getting your boards. But we saw too often in the Georgia Tech game where they just get a, they just get the ball and they think. You can't think in March. You just have to play. You have to react quickly, make smart decisions. And we saw it too many times where they were just getting a funk, getting a double team, getting a triple team and turn the ball over. This team has to move in sync, move with smart passes, um, cut off the ball. Needs to be no more standing around. They just, they just got to play smart basketball, and they'll be fine. Um, no, no more of this MJ dribbling into the triple teams and trying to throw up a layup. Just, just play smart. They'll be fine. You think they kind of bought into some of their recognition? I mean, it, it's hard not to. Um, I, I mean, you, you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I Without think that did, leader, be like, hey, you know, you know, to check them. Yeah, I think they did a little bit, and that's what Trent Forrest was so great at last year. He he kept guys grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how they come out on Saturday. If they come out flat on Saturday, then we're, we're going to be a little bit worried. But if they come out guns blazing, you know, this is going to be a dangerous team in March. They've got the length, they've got the athleticism, they've got the offense certainly, yeah. um, especially. If, we haven't even talked about the defense, you know, this entire podcast, you know, in the past Florida state teams were built on Hamilton's defenses and the defense just been average this year. Um, I won't say average. They were above average, but they weren't elite. Like we're used to, if they can tap into that, like we saw against Virginia, like against Louisville against Florida, then, you know, they'll go deep. If they continue to let these smaller guards beat them and they get beat off ball on um, um, back cuts, then it might be an early exit, but we'll see. Where are we watching the games at? My bed. I'm gonna be watching oh. it. I don't know where I'm gonna be watching it. To be honest, it's Saturday late, right? No, it's Saturday at 12, 12, 45. Yeah. I'll be, I'll, I'll be at work. Be at work. That won't be a bad place for it. No, I can't. I can't watch Florida State sports at work. <laughs> Too many loud. <laughs> I, I can't watch Florida State sports. F bombs and I yes. pissed off, punch a beer out of oh, someone's I, hand. Hopefully, you won't be too mad this game. Nah, I, I, I can't do it. So. <laughs> Nate, Dustin's hand probably still hurts from hitting it yes. after the ACC uh, title championship. I'm pretty sure you like almost, you probably sprained it. Nah, I just like cut my wrist. But no, I'm feel, I'm feeling good. I, I cut my finger last night after the Celtics lost on St. Patty's Day, so the pain is. I, th- I, th- I think we got to talk <laughs> about this. Yeah, this is a little kind of alarming. Sports shouldn't be really doing this to you. No, they well, should. Tell be. them to the, tell, the tell them to win. Tell them to win. You went like, through the Willie Taggart era, and you went like, through no, last no, no, season. No. Yeah, you should have seen my wrist then. Like, surprised you're still. Lord. Never mind. Good lord. Like, I, I, I wish I had a picture of the remote. 
uh, when when they did not recover that fumble against Boise State. (laughs) 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 That thing shattered. (laughs) Really, I don't care who we lose to. It just cannot be UNC Greensboro. I know too many people that went there now that I live up here. I I I can't. Uh, I want I I want them to beat Michigan because yeah. I do yeah. too. I want payback for 2018. Yep. Because man, 2018 was a fun year. That was a really fun tournament. I mean, we I, we haven't really talked about you know March Madness stories because I got a lot of March Madness stories. Um, just just from that Xavier game, you know, we were so excited. People were beating up the medical table. Um, and then we get to LA and we should have beaten Michigan. You know, Mo Wagner was terrible. Garrison Matthews was contained. Duncan Robinson was contained. We just couldn't get. We just couldn't hit shots down the stretch. And had we gotten that jump ball in front of our bench with a minute left, down two, we would have won that game. But instead, they called a foul. And it sucks. We should have been to the Final Four, playing Loyola Chicago to go to the national mm-hmm. championship. But mm-hmm. instead, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of tears in that locker room. And I, there's still a decent amount of players still on this team that were there. They want that payback mm-hmm. against Michigan. I like that. It's energy. Anything to get this team fired up. It's a scary sight. So if they're clicking on all cylinders, mm. we'll see, though, on Saturday. Score predictions time. I know, Austin, it'll be in your preview, so it'll be me, D. Lou, and Nate. 78.55. 78.55. Didn't even give me a chance to tweet out the topic. Dates got it right off the bat. 78.55, did it just come to your head? Is that just easy? That's just I already said it. I, 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 I said it. I think that's what Earlier. I'm feeling. I, th- I, think that, I think that they just... Uh, Come out. I think they, you know, play a little bit smarter. Don't turn the ball over. I think that, you know, they don't shoot well enough. Even, you know, Florida State's been a little bit of, you know, punished by teams that have great shooting shooting against Florida State. I just don't think that this team is good enough to even necessarily be a threat from three. So I, I think that's just a major difference. I think that, you know, Scotty Barnes playing more brings a little bit more to this this team energy wise and just playmaking wise on defense so uh, I, I just feel Florida State comes out and, and, and pulls away early second half and you know they coast I think this is going to be a little bit more defensive oriented just because of how good both of these teams are on that side of the court so I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring than Nate but I'm I'm still thinking in the 70s Florida State 72 and I'll go uh, UNC Greensboro 59. Okay. Yeah, to me, it's really about the leadership and the energy that they're going to be bringing. If Florida State has a leader that are vocal, like you guys were saying, definitely if it's Osborne, someone that's been there for a while, and uh, if it's even Scotty Barnes, I, I'm not going to be shocked if he brings that kind of energy. I mean, that, that just fuels this team even more. So I think Florida State gets out of this one. I think Florida State wins 70 to 62. A little bit closer. I have mine a lot more higher scoring than all of y'all. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. On both on both sides. Yeah, on both sides. I'm also because I, I I think it's gonna be one of those games where Florida State pulls away early and then they just coast and they allow this team to get a whole bunch of late buckets. I think it's gonna be one of those kind of games. So we're thinking like eighty-five to sixty-five, something like that. You're pretty close to my number. <laughs> like you miss it by three numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Ned's going to be guessing it all night now. Uh, <laughs> 90, 90 to 70. <laughs> he, he can read the article tomorrow. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Uh, Florida State's going to be facing UNC Greensboro, the 13th seed. They went 21 and 8 this season. 
Uh, they'll be facing them at 1245 at the Baker's Life Field House in Indianapolis. Uh, it'll be televised on True TV. We will have full coverage on Twitter and other platforms. Definitely appreciate a lot of you guys being in our Discord and joining Patreon. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about spring practice, but we got a lot of coverage. This is a kind of busy next month for us. So you guys jump in that Discord, join as a Patreon, take advantage of the opportunities and benefits there. And only $2.99 a month. If you're contemplating joining another site or somewhere else, that's probably triple the amount of uh, that you'll be paying in here because it's only $2.99. That's like, what, what could you... Like two ninety nine, just don't buy a Coke or something once a month. Save save yourself. But uh, yeah, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash day. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. We definitely appreciate it. We love you guys for listening. Y'all have a great rest of y'all's week. Enjoy the game on Saturday. We'll be talking to you guys during our live instant reaction to 4C versus 4C. Peace.